0: and
1: welcome back this is focus uh, excuse me focus target the podcast i'm your host smiley with me as always Shine and van gentlemen hello hey. today uh we're going to be revisiting one of our Quarterly podcast topics, which is the disc and the drive, or, as I feel like I should lobby, the cartridge in the chamber, because I still play my Super Nintendo all the time. Uh, but we'll get to that later. Uh, we would like to just go through kind of some... That sounds like a
0: euphemism. Like a really, really good one, actually.
1: Cartridge in the chamber? Well, I mean, it's kind of a, I guess a shotgun reference, right? But, you know... I don't get a my... shotgun reference. Isn't that what they call it when you it when you load like a, a shotgun? Like, it sounds like a gun, yeah, reference like a, to some kind of a gun, cartridge, yeah. a, a uh, cartridge of bullets. a
0: cartridge. Okay, gotcha. Okay, cool.
1: You're the you're the one who owns the guns. I don't even have a gun, and you—that's
0: <laughs> um, not true. If anybody's listening, any I do sense. not own any guns.
1: Oh, right, right. Um, anywho, back to the topic of the podcast. We're just going to kind of go through uh, through each of each of the kind of the games that we've been playing, the games maybe we're looking forward to. What's what discs are in our drives? What cartridges? are in our metaphorical chambers. But before that, we have a little tradition called the question of the day. And since we're talking about guns, let's just stick with that theme. Uh, Shy, Van, if you could choose any video game weapon uh, that you would most likely to, most like to own, which weapon would it be? I'm going to start with Van today. Van, what's your ideal video game weapon? That if you could have it in your grubby little hands right this second.
0: So this is this this is like one of my favorite questions. Um, two parts. One because I, I came up with it. Okay, I'm just kidding. But two because oh, that um, is true. Well, I guess yeah, you're right. I did come up with it, but that's not why it's one of my favorites. I've been thinking about this for a long time, ever since we started talking about it. It was really fun. Um, my favorite gun, and this is gonna surprise everybody, I'm sure. But it comes from Half Life Two. What? <laughs> and I know, I know, and. It's actually the gravity gun. And I guess there's a statute of limitations for spoilers, right? Because you get it at the end of the game. the game's yeah, think, only been I out think, for 12 years. I think you're clear. Go okay, ahead. Cool. So you get What's a gravity, the gravity gun, gun, which is amazing. It's, it, it's just as it sounds. Somehow it's able to... Reconstruct the atoms so that they don't weigh as much when you're using said gun But the gun like latches onto your arm and becomes part of your arm and then whatever you shoot it at You can levitate you could push away from you and you could bring towards you, too So it was originally developed to actually move heavy boxes So or, or you know any, any type of warehouse items so you could like pick up the giant box or the shipping container or whatever and Just move it, you know one person at a time without having to have all this heavy equipment and stuff but in the game it starts out by being used by that, and then you actually get a modification to where it can pick up. Um, actual human cells as well, or or people, or body mass. So then you just start picking up people, and you're just like running around like God, just throwing people around all willy nilly. So the best part is when you get to pick them up, and you like bring them right to you, and then you can like shoot off a powerful like electron zap, and then it just shoots them across the room, and they like run into other people. It's oh man, it's 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 just a lot of fun. You guys should try a gravity gun if you haven't tried it, or at least look it up, look up some videos. It was one of the coolest weapons I've ever seen in any game, and I don't think I've seen it duplicated in any other games since then.
1: So I know this wasn't part of the original question, but um, do you want that gun just because you you know, think it'd be cool to have or do you have some practical uses like would you be shooting Sheenie around the house or like pulling <laughs> yeah. beers from the fridge, <laughs> pulling the whole fridge over just to That'd open it great. up? That'd be
0: great! Yeah, no, I think I think it would just be, it would be amazing. Like, everybody always, what is it, telekinesis, right? To move stuff with your minds? Essentially, yes. Yeah, so this gives you telekinesis at your fingertips. So I could just imagine being able to use it for virtually anything. You could be a freaking Jedi. You know what I mean? Like, telekinesis your your, your lightsaber to you. Is that a word, I telekinesis? I don't, I was
1: about to say, I'm not sure. <laughs> we might have to effort that one. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> all right, fair do enough. Do that. Fair enough. All right, Chai, what about you? Um... What video game weapon would you most like
2: to own? Yeah, I don't know. There's not one that, uh... There wasn't one in particular that just, like, stood out above the rest. So, I mean, I guess... I mean, there were a couple of melee weapons that I seen, thought seemed really cool. I've always liked a lot. And one one that comes to mind to me is, uh... From uh Dynasty Warriors 3, one of my favorite characters was the character Dion Wei. And he John wields, Wei. like, a large axe, basically. A very large axe. And it's not, like, a two-handed axe. It's, like, a one-handed axe, but very large. And, uh... And the cool thing about it is that it, he can boomerang it. That was one of my favorite moves playing that game was I would just run around the battlefield <laughs> just boomeranging that thing through like hundreds of enemies. You know, you throw it like he throws it out like a boomerang and it comes back. And I always thought that was the coolest, most ridiculous thing. I believe in the newer iterations of the game, they've actually changed it and given him like a mace or something or some like like a flail, which is kind of dumb. But uh, You know, but. his
1: seems to change from time to time. His, he's, his is one of the least consistent. It's always something very big. But, yeah, no. you know, yeah, he's had a mace, he's had a a big two-handed axe, uh, like a big demon axe, uh, a big, like, ball with spikes on it. I guess that's a mace, right?
2: I don't know. Yeah, I think he's the had, ball, had, like, the ball some... on chain, I think, is a flail, is the, is the yeah, term, but, but, right? Well, I think, mace I, is well, like I think a... the,
1: the flail is like the ball with the chain. Attached yeah, to it. I think ball like, the like stick is a mace. Yeah, it would yeah. be amazing. Yeah, so I think I yeah. think he's had both of those. And gotcha. I feel like in the most recent one for PS4, he had something weird. Maybe I'm uh-huh. thinking of somebody else. I I, I have it, but I, I haven't played it as much as I had some of the other ones. I think I've kind of died down on Dynasty Warriors just a little bit.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, like I don't I have a practical purpose for it. I feel like I would just mount it on my wall, but it would be a cool, cool thing they to have. Around. Go out into the woods and boomerang <laughs> the axe to chop down trees. Hunt, hunt deer with this boomerang axe. Or, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, seems
1: like a wasted opportunity there. Well, uh, my the weapon that I would choose is kind of along the same lines as Van. Um, I would choose the portal gun from Portal. Um, and so, for anyone who doesn't know. And you guys will have to correct me if I'm wrong, because my understanding of this is not from actually playing the game, because I've never played it, but just from
2: what I know it's about it. It's such a but good game, dude. I've
1: heard so many good things about right. it. Um, but So With- basically, the way the gun works is you shoot the gun, and it opens a portal. Then you shoot the gun again, and it opens another portal somewhere else. And then you could go from one portal to the other one. Right, the of teleport. So you're Absolutely looking more correct. for telekinesis. I'm looking for more teleportation. I just think the practical uses of that would be phenomenal. Like, could shoot one at my desk at work, and then shoot one <laughs> in my home, and just jump from work that... to home at willy nilly. Mm, yeah. Be like, oh, hold on, I need to go get a drink. Walk home, get something, come right back. <laughs> like, I. I'm, just, you I come out of the shower know.
2: one day and your supervisor is sitting in your living room being like, so this is where you live. <laughs> What's <smiling."> up? <laughs> Remember,
0: yeah, you can I only mean... shoot one opening or one entry and one exit at a right. time. And, that, and that's yeah. why you have to
1: pick. You'd have to be yeah. carefully, right? But with yeah. a little like foresight, I think you could week,
0: really. Do you just like, yeah. you close the portal to your work yeah, and then you can bring so. it home? Open,
1: okay. open it somewhere uh-huh. else, you know? you know. I mean, you I just think there's there's infinite creative ways that you could use. Hell, you could even put one by the refrigerator and one by where you're sitting, so you oh don't even have to reach to get a reach drink. Reach your uh, arm dude. into the portal yeah. and I'm like. Oh, I mean, man. The, the uses would be endless, and I would probably end up being a lot fatter, but you know, because I wouldn't have then, to get up and go anywhere. But when boy. we do our
0: bromance visits once a year. Like you could fly out to everybody's place and just portal us back to Colorado.
1: <laughs> Poor smiley doesn't no, mat trips. We just we just send the gun through the mail. I don't know. I'm sure we read. could trust
2: anybody in the in the postal service not to take a portal gun away. Well you
1: wouldn't you wouldn't label it. What do you think you put in the boxes portal gun, do not open? Please don't steal. You get the package just a portal like
2: in the in <laughs> the side of the package <laughs> where the gun used to be. I don't
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we've gone far but, afield By the way, do.
2: Yeah. Um, talking about Portal and you not know, having played it um, yeah. the sequel has some really good co-op actually So <laughs> that's what i was going to so say. so if you like you and a significant other i mean it'd be a fun game like a fun quick game it's like you can play exactly. it in like Smiley. six hours or so me and you but there's some great pu- <laughs> <laughs> there's some great puzzling opportunities so <laughs>
1: that's good to know that's something we can uh keep under advisement
0: does does miss significant other own a pc gaming wise
1: no no she doesn't
0: all right cool so um tag me in boss i'm here <laughs>
1: Fair enough. Well, you know, if you our listeners have an idea for a question of the day, you should certainly submit that to us, as we are always looking for good ideas, and uh, we'd be happy to discuss uh, a good question if you have one. Our contact info will be provided at the end of the podcast. And with that, let's move on to which discs happen to be in our drives just now. Uh, I'm going to start with Shy this time, since we started with Van on the question of the day. Shy, uh, is there a game you want to talk about? What's what's been the most prominent game? that you've had in your in your uh, current playlist
2: the most prominent game that I've been playing for a while now um most recently has been uh, I've been going back to Final Fantasy fourteen, which we all played together at one dun, point dun, um, dun. and we all left and I decided to go back but uh there's actually a couple thing couple a number of things are going on and so instead of hogging a bunch of time in one thing, I figured maybe I could talk about like one thing at a time maybe as we go through the episode um but one one big thing going on right now is they have multiple events going on in the game, which is kind of unusual. They used to do like seasonal events, you know. There would be like the summer event where you can get maybe like swimsuits or other things, you know, fireworks stuff like that. And there'd be you know maybe a harvest event with stuff like that. But they have two events going simultaneously right now. Are you guys familiar familiar at all with Yokai Watch? Have you guys heard this phrase? No. Negative. So it's like uh it's like the the newest form of Pokemon. It was something that came out in Japan that that people that this I forget what company makes it, but they're trying to like emulate the success that Pokemon had and so Yo-Kai yokailes like little spirit creatures. And so you, I'm not sure I'm not very familiar with the game itself to be honest. I just remember coming out. I remember some Pokemon fans that I follow online being pretty frustrated cuz they're like why are, you, why are people trying to copycat the, the success of this game. Um but 14 is having okay. an, an official uh yeah, well, <laughs> yeah it's bound to happen. But uh, but um makes no sense why would anyone do Uh, that yeah exactly (laughs) why um but yeah, so they're doing a, a crossover event right now, similar to, like what they did back when they did like a Final Fantasy XI crossover event, when they did the Final Fantasy XIII crossover event. And you can basically get a, your own yokai watch and go out and hunt all these little ghost creatures as your minions. There's like what? twelve minions you can get, and then like there's basically a weapon version of each one per for each job, so you can then like get a customized weapon skin of that like coincides to one of the minions for like warrior, or dark, or art you know, ranger. So that's kind of a cool. There's a lot of grinding like involved, and there's a lot of stuff. So that actually is going for like two months. They're giving you plenty of time to get everything you'd want out of it but it's pretty cool but the one i think is even cooler is they have an event going on right now that literally is called go go posing rangers and um it involves it's i guess it's i never watched power rangers when i was growing up but i guess it's a playoff of power rangers and so there's three heroes in this in eorzea who are trying to protect something it's part of their summer event and you can get these like ridiculous poses um and you can, uh, that are, like, static poses, and you can have, like, left and right versions of each one. Everybody can get them. You can do, like, different poses, posing screenshots with each other, and it's pretty it's pretty cool. So there's some cool events that are going on right now that are keeping, keeping people playing the game busy, and, and that's that's pretty cool. And then I guess next time I talk about something, I'll, I'll talk about Palace of the Dead, which is a cool feature about it as well.
0: Wait, so the yokai, what, like, were you just using that as an example of, like, what they're... What they're kind of like emulating, or are they literally like is it called Yokai Watch? Like that's it's, what you it's, get it's, in the game.
2: It's a crossover event. Yeah, it's a crossover with so uh, like... with, with Yokai Watch the, the franchise.
0: Interesting. I wonder I wonder what the relationship is between Squeenix and Yokai Watch. Yeah. Like I it, it's that odd too. that two, you know, brands like that would, would interchange without a relationship. Unless they got paid a lot of money.
2: That's an excellent question.
0: Evidently Yokai Watch had aired its first episode May second, twenty sixteen. As an anime,
2: interesting. So, so fairly recent, then. Yeah.
0: Yes, sir.
1: Well, yeah, that uh, sounds like it's kind of your cup of tea, having different events and and things like that to keep you busy. I know that's something you've always enjoyed, Chai's. those kind of optional events that give you something a little bit different to do. Yeah.
0: All
1: right, Van. What about you? What are what's your uh, what's on in your game drive right now?
0: Um. So I was thinking about this, the title disc in the drive. And, like, and you were saying, what would you say, cartridge in the in the darkridge? What did you say? In the console?
1: <laughs> sure, go, go with that.
0: But it's, like, more and more, like, we're not using discs and cartridges and all that stuff. I was thinking about all the games I'm playing, and I'm like, holy crap, like, I don't own a physical... Well, I guess Star Ocean, but I don't own, like, the physical copy of NBA. I just, like, digitally downloaded that. Anyways, I'm getting off topic. All right, so the the one that I'm playing um mostly is... Oh, wow, actually... I guess it depends on where I'm at. but So let's talk about at home first. When I'm at home, mostly I'm playing NBA 2K16. And I'm either playing it on the PS4 or I'm playing it on the mobile. Um, I don't like to play it when Sheenie's here because she says I act um, too much like an NBA player. And I'm really loud and yelling at my friends and stuff when we're playing. That so she true. doesn't, she doesn't want me to play. <laughs> but um, it, it's just a lot of fun. You know, every game gets better with, with multiplayer. And I don't think I have to explain to anybody what NBA is um, as far as, like, the mechanics of the game and how much of a great game it is and blah, blah, and all that stuff. But what makes I mean, it really, really know, fun is know, just... You think all of
1: our listeners are familiar with the National Basketball Association?
0: I'm pretty sure all of our listeners are, so, yeah,
1: yes. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, mean, I guess it's possibly true. But you have to remember that, Van, you and I are something of an exception. I think most people who are really into video games don't really care about sports in a lot of cases. Hmm, good, but, I mean, but they know what basketball is. is. They know the concept. Well, sure, they sure. know the
0: concept better than I can explain it to them in like a three-minute segment.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: So you if bounce you have the ball any, around, if you, you make have it in any... the hoop.
1: If you have any questions about basketball, <laughs> another opportunity for you to contact our podcast, and we'd be happy to give you some background information. But here's what's really cool
0: about this game. Um, I'm glad that I'm getting so much use out of it because it was actually the PlayStation Plus free game of the month um, two months ago. So I think, it w- what have what that been, June? Yeah, it would have um, been June, yep. And I think, Smiley, we got you in, like, the last, like, couple of days, right? Right before it was about to fall uh, off and whatnot? Well, I,
1: that's when I started playing. I had actually downloaded. I always go in at the beginning of the month and and, right, just and claim like the games. Them. Yeah. Yeah, just because, cool. you know, I want them to, don't want them to miss out. Like, I did but, miss out on Rocket League that time, and that, that was a real disappointment to me. Like, every other yeah, game, cool. is
0: it's it's really, really fun when you're playing with uh, multiple people. I don't I don't really play the single player very much, but whenever other people are like, hey dude, you want a game? I get on, and it's a lot of fun. So, just your typical basketball game um, that just gets absolutely ridiculous with friends. Well, the cool.
1: End. I guess I'm going to tag in here then, because I mean, I've obviously been playing that game as well a little bit. Um, and I want to talk about the mobile side of it a little bit more, um, because it's it is a very interesting game. You know, a lot of Games these days have companion apps where you can either check on stuff. You know, I mean, I think probably the most well-known one is the Destiny companion app where you could, um, you know, look a lot of stuff up on there. And it had some functionality, right? Like they added some things where you could manage like your inventory through the app, right? Um, but That was huge. Yeah, and that was kind of the first thing the first type of app that i ever seen that actually had interactivity with with the game itself but the nba 2k16 mobile app which is called my nba 2k16 is really interesting in that if you play the mobile app you earn currency in the main game so i th- i think that's kind of a a really cool feature that it's it's its own game but by, you know if you're maybe you don't have time to play a full game on your ps4 your ps 4s in use or so you're you know out and about maybe you're you know on a break at work because nobody would play video games while working right but you know if you're maybe you know for whatever reason you've got a little time you can play the mobile app and you're actually furthering your progress in the main game and i i, I found that to be very cool and uh you know for example the last couple of weeks i haven't had a lot of time to be on the actual ps4 game as you may have noticed van i haven't really been on much but i've still been playing the mobile game a lot and so i'm still getting currency to improve my character so when i come back and play again like my character it, you know I, I won't be that far behind like my character is still getting better and I, yeah. I just found that to be to be very cool and the mobile game is i mean it's just pretty simplistic but it's it's kind of it's kind of cool it's got yeah, perks. I, I
0: was addicting to the quick play, like where you know where you select your five best cards, yeah, yeah. and then you battle other people. Like that, that was, yeah, that that's got me addicted. I've i probably played two hundred quick games in the past three days alone. Nice. it's been it's been crazy. But yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So and it's cool because uh, my brother, who's one of the guys who plays with us, um, Black Mesa Zombie, like he just showed us a screenshot today when we were on vacation last week, which is why we one of the reasons why we didn't get a podcast in. But when we were on vacation for those ten days, he racked up like. Twenty thousand k or something stupid <laughs> in like in-game currency, which is a lot of in-game currency. It was twenty thousand um, k. If you don't play, oh yeah, twenty thousand k would be twenty thousand k would be a gold. lot. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so he racked up twenty thousand gold and he was able to max out like one of his stats. So it was it's pretty cool.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, shall I back to you? What uh what else do you want to talk more about? Final Fantasy fourteen.
2: Yeah, yeah. There was actually probably the biggest thing that's happened in Fourteenth and Seven Back was what I was gonna share with you guys now. And it's something called Palace of the Dead. And when they announced it, they compared it a lot, I think, to something called like the Ancient Cave from Lufia Two. I think mm. you would seem familiar yep. with that possibly, Smiling. Yep. So basically they, they added something in the most recent patch in three point three five, where basically it's a fifty floor tower segmented into five sections. So five sections of ten floors apiece. So you run like one through ten, then eleven through twenty, so on and so forth. And when you go in you start at level one, like on the very first floor. And as you, you, like the floors are made up of somewhere between like, you know, three to who knows, I think I've seen maybe nine or 10 rooms at most. It's mattered with enemies kind of around the level that, that you were expected to be at that point. And so you kill enemies and as you kill them, you get EXP, you level up. Um, what's kind of neat is that like you get access to this dungeon at i think level 17 of a class so you could go in as like a level 17 pugilist and go through all 50 floors and eventually get to level 60 and have all of like your abilities like your actions and abilities available to you by the end and so it's a interesting way for like someone who's just starting the game out to like kind of see what a class will feel like at the very end and it's not that long i mean a full run a full run one to 50 takes maybe about two and a half to three hours um some other cool things. Every time you clear a ten-floor segment, there you get like EXP rewards. If you're not level, if you're not max level in that class, or if you are max level, you get like tomes, like the currency to get gear and other things. Um, by clearing. But, but the, the floors are like randomized. So every time you go into a floor you don't really know like what kind of enemies you're going to face. You kind of have a general conception of kind of the ones you'll have. Or like what the floor layout's going to be. There's traps that you have to avoid. And what's cool is you, you go through and you um you find different chests. There's different colored chests throughout. There's there's brown chests, there's silver chests, and gold chests. And the brown chests have consumable items like potions or, or other things. Um, silver chests actually have upgrades for your gear because in, in the Palace of the Dead you don't actually use gear from outside you have this what's they called ethereal armor and ethereal arms and so basically the silver chests give you a chance to power them up and those power-ups remain with you as you go through the palace, the dead, and you can, even after clearing all 50 floors, you can start over from the, the beginning and retain, like, your levels of, of your ethereal arms and armor, and get them up to a max of 30, plus 30 on both of them. And then there's gold chests, which give you uh, temporary items called pomanders, and they these, these items have all kinds of uses, so there's one that will show off all, show all the traps... Or show all the rooms and traps on, on the current floor. Or some that will remove all the traps. Or some that will turn all the enemies in a room into, like, chickens. And, like, there's all, I don't know, It's it reminds me a lot of, like, playing a roguelike in an MMO. And, like, it just, it's just, it's I don't know, it's been really fun to go through with some of the friends that are still playing. And even just running through with pickups and just leveling up. One of the cool features is that when you do get your gear to plus 30, plus 30, you actually have the chance then to actually get a weapon for your job that you can then keep outside of the... Out, like you can actually use outside in the rest of the game. That's a pretty strong weapon at the point at the moment. And so that's kind of an incentive to keep running through it. But it's definitely something I've been doing a lot for the last week and a half, two weeks with. Uh, like I said, either with some of the friends of ours that still play, or even just on my own.
1: And Oops. is it?
0: Oh, go, go ahead.
2: ahead. No, no, you, you go ahead.
0: Uh, Shire, are you finding yourself still playing with a lot of our friends, or did you end up joining like a new new group? Or
2: no, I'm still an overkill, and like some of our friends, like. Um, Rex Bino and Davern and them are still playing. So cool. and then Tekken taking Titan Taru and, and those. So yeah, so still doing still doing a bunch of stuff with them.
0: Awesome. Uh, that I was was just, my only
1: question. My only I question. was just gonna ask um What was I gonna ask? Oh, uh is the is the party composition pretty much the same as out is it so a four man or an eight man or so it is different? four
2: man and there's no limitations to it so when you go in you may be four dps it may be two healers and two tanks and maybe you know one tank and three dps does that, like, does that make it more difficult when, um, if you don't have a balance or it cannot the thing so a lot some of it some of it depends on player skill so the first what they've said is this this house is dead will eventually be, apparently will be expandable up to like 200 floors eventually and i guess eventually like they're actually going to become quite difficult and at that point i would imagine that you want to go in with You know certain job compositions but right now i mean i I, like having four dps can be dangerous especially if you're hitting a lot of traps or if you hit some really tough enemies um but it also means that like if people know what they're doing you're killing stuff faster you know i mean like having a tank and healer is definitely ideal but it's not it's definitely not required and uh yeah i don't know it's been it's been cool also like having just come back to the game like going in on some jobs i hadn't played in a while and experiencing that like one to fifty one to sixty you know like, the slow the slow increment of, of skills added, you know, experience again, where, like, you're kind of, like, learning how to play a class again because instead of coming back to the game and you have, like, 30 skills, you know, you're, like, going through this, like, two- to three-hour experience where you're getting, like, one skill at a time every couple of minutes and you're kind of, like, you know, rebuilding a rotation and other, you know, learning how to play again. Seems
1: like it would make it difficult for... Um... Like do you find that there's a lot of stoppages where people are constantly being like, oh, hold on, I just got a new skill, I need to fidget with this. No, I've only experienced that once.
2: Yeah, I've only experienced that once where. where I've had someone who was like, you know, he'd stop and be like, I'll finish like adding stuff to my hotbar. But uh, but no, I mean, even like I was I was going through the other day as a healer. And even like at the higher levels, like I, honestly, like I, I knew what my, you know, I mean, it was, I kind of knew what my cures were. I knew what, like stuff like Asuna, like, you know, useful stuff. I knew what my DPS abilities were. So like it's a lot of the skills I was getting, I just wouldn't even touch. You know what I mean? Because I mean, that's like a lot of those classes have very specific skills for very specific situations. And so as we were kind of just rolling through, I, you know, there were certain skills I just didn't ever really deal with. But I kind of knew what I needed to know.
1: Fair enough. All right, and let's go back to you.
0: So, about once a year, I go into my garage, and I pull out this old dusty box that's, like, in one of my cabinets, and it has, like, all my old um, gaming systems. Well, not all my old gaming systems, but it has, like, everybody has that drawer that just has, like, way too many power plugs and way too many, you know, like, random cartridges and all this other stuff so anyways that's my electronic box so i go in there and i pull it out and i empty it out and there's like literally 150 things in there and then i scramble through and then i try to find my game boy and my my um pokemon red specifically so then i always find my game boy i always find my pokemon red and then sometimes i can't find the power cable or (laughs) i plug in the power cable and it doesn't work or something that keeps me from playing Pokemon Red, and literally I've been doing this every single year. So then I go, usually it follows by me going online to eBay trying to find some online, and then people want like forty bucks for one, and I'm like, I don't want to shove that much money out. So anyways, every year I I do this, and finally I was I was looking at Pokemon Red, and I was like, um, you know, when are they going to release? Uh, Pokemon Red on the Nintendo DS. You know, I know they were talking about doing, um, Link to the Past, which would be absolutely amazing. They haven't done it yet, but when are they going to do like Pokemon again on, you know, port it over? So sure enough, just a few months ago, they actually released it. So I got super excited, downloaded it right away. That first night I've been playing that a crap out of it this whole time, um, on the flight, you know, the six hour flight I had on vacation, coming back, everything. So been playing that a really, really long time. Um, for those of you who don't know what Pokemon is or what Pokemon stands for, it stands for Legit, well, really, it's pocket monsters, and they shortened it down to Pokemon. And what you do is you take this orb, and it's a special orb that you could throw at monsters in the wild and capture those monsters. You could wear them on your belt. Then you could cha- challenge other Pokemon players, and other. The, the object is basically to take over the gyms, which are like. Um, you know, each city that you go into has a gym, and you want to take over the gym so that you can get to the final, final bosses, which are known as the Elite Four. And then you beat them and you become the Pokemon Master of the entire world. Um, that's one objective. The other one is to catch all of them, which is why their catchphrase is got to catch them all. So that was a brief history of Pokemon from 20 years past. Do, um,
1: do, you, do you think that in general, the general public of just, I guess, people are more familiar with Pokemon or the NBA?
0: Ooh. I'm going to say the NBA.
1: Yeah. I think that's probably true. But Pokemon People like Michael Jordan big. and Kobe Bryant. Pokemon especially, is big.
0: Especially with Pokemon, Pokemon Go, it seems to have mainstreamed it in a way that it never has before. hmm And that's where I'm going to go next with the story.
1: You're going to Pokemon Go next?
0: <laughs> that's where I'm going <laughs> to Damn it. That was a good transition. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I've been playing Red, um, and then as an added bonus, Pokemon Go came out recently, which is super exciting. Um, I had kind of like, you know, I've been watching the... Uh, The development of Pokemon Go for a while and and they were really, Niantic was really secretive about releasing any information whatsoever. But they just said, hey, we're going to make an augmented reality version of Pokemon. And what augmented reality is and why it's different from virtual reality and actual reality is basically you use your phone's camera, right? And so say you're using your phone's camera and you're looking down a hallway um, in your house. So you can see the entire hallway where the augmentation comes in is they put a little digital picture of a you know pokemon or anything for depending on what augmented reality game you're playing put a little picture on your phone so it looks like that item or that monster or that thing is inside your house because you see your actual physical house in the video but there's this little character in there as well so that's how they augment the reality so pokemon go is an augmented reality pokemon game which is super fun because you kind of get to live out your pokemon fantasies don't be dirty in a fun way in real life and it's kind of one thing that i've always thought like i wish they did something in real life where you can physically like run around and try to hunt pokemon and all that fun stuff so they did this with this game called pokemon go you get to walk around and as you're walking around pokemon will randomly spawn um and once they spawn you can tap on the one that you want to you want to try to capture and then they show up in your augmented reality and you're looking at the street and there's this little pokemon standing in the middle of the street trying not to get hit by a car and you're throwing Pokeballs at them so the capturing is a little bit different in pokemon go versus the actual pokemon game but the concept is still the same where you're trying to catch all of them um once you have strong enough pokemon you're trying to take over gyms and then as you hold gyms you get um benefits from maintaining those gyms you get in-game currency uh which typically you have to use real money for, and poke bucks? Yeah, Pokebucks? bucks. Yeah, poke bucks. But they did a really good job. Oh, is of not that tr- having is that really what they're win. called? No, but oh, okay. they did a really good job of not having it pay to win. So there's really nothing you can buy whatsoever um, that'll give you an advantage over another player because everything that you can buy you can acquire in the game. So I guess they did like like a uh, League of Legends version. You know what I mean? Like it's either just cosmetic or you can earn it in game. With not much effort to earn the same things that you can basically buy, with the exception of a lure. But let me take a breath here. But um, one thing that's happened lately is uh, Pokemon, and and actually they've recovered from this. But Pokemon got a, or Pokemon Go players were upset at Niantic. Niantic is the developer of the game Pokemon Go, and Pokemon um, players were upset. And Smiley, you asked about this also, and I said I'll explain it on the podcast. So Um, What they did was, when the original game was released, there were little footsteps below your Pokemon. So in the bottom right corner of your phone, you could tap. It'll pull up the closest nine Pokemon to your vicinity. Then if you didn't have one of those nine... You can hunt it by clicking on the specific Pokemon. So you just tap on it, say it's a Charmander. You tap on the Charmander, and then it shows up in the bottom right of your screen with three footsteps. If it's farther away, if you're going in the right direction, it'll go down to two footsteps. And if you're really close, it'll go down to one footstep. So it's kind of like the, the Pokemon Go version of hot-cold, you know? Getting hotter, 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 colder, colder, all that stuff. So when the game first came out, it had that. It was not even really reliable, at best, it was, it, was, uh, it was terrible. So nobody really <laughs> knew how to track with it in the first place, but we were, everybody was trying. And that's a lot of the fun of the new games, you know, is trying to figure out how does the system work and everything. But it was completely unreliable. So um, there was, all of a sudden there was a glitch that happened uh, about a week after the game was developed. And then every mob or every monster had three steps on it every single time so pokemon go players and redditors and everything kept asking the company you know what are you going to do about it how are you going to fix it how are you going to fix it how are you going to fix it so the way they did it and it's finally you're going to love this but the best meme that i saw about how they fixed it was the meme from office space and it says it said oh thanks you fixed the glitch and what are their patches and they were like well hold on there professor willow (laughs) they're like we uh fixed the glitch and what he what they were referring to was they actually took out the Pokemon Go tracking system altogether. So all the all the redditors were complaining that the Pokemon Go tracking system isn't working and they wanted to fix. Niantic's fix to the glitch was to remove the system completely. So now everybody's trying to po- uh, track Pokemon in the dark. Sounds and like just
1: throwing the baby out with the bathwater, huh?
0: Yeah, exactly. It was just an absolute ridiculous response to, to what they needed. So um, at the same time they were doing that, there were skimming programs that were gathering all the information of where the Pokemon were in the real world that you can actually look online and say, where are they? Um, and you can sh- you know, show them up on Google Maps where their location was. So Niantic shut those down also. So there's a big hoopla uproar about all that stuff, but finally um, they're communicating now and it's getting better. That's all I can say. They haven't fixed the glitch yet, but they are... Um, communicating and saying that they realize that there's an error and that they are working to fix it as opposed to just being silent for literally what was two and a half weeks of no communication from any company which i don't know why companies do this if there's any company listening just talk to your players it goes so far a little bit of communication just don't stay silent that's the worst thing you could do
2: so how do you track pokemon then if you can't use the footsteps like to to find them
0: right now it's a crapshoot you walk around, you wait for your phone to vibrate, and you just see what's there. And then you oh, click on wow. it and try to catch it. Yeah. So you really can't hunt. Um, however, you still have those nine in the bottom right which show which ones are near you. It's just now instead of like going in a specific direction, you're like I said, it's a crapshoot. So you just start heading down one street and hope that you run into it. It's really bad. But I don't one thing I didn't agree with was the player base getting so upset that they were like Everybody was requesting refunds and all this other crap and blah, blah. Like the first day, as soon as they took the tracking system out. Um, and I'm I'm not against people requesting refunds. I just think it was a knee-jerk reaction to it. Because in the long run, I think they're going to fix it. But um, everybody was giving them so much crap, so much hell, and didn't even give them a chance to fix it, in my opinion. And well, And it wasn't working from the beginning. So it's not like players were missing out on anything, really, by having it removed in the first place.
1: I think... That's kind of what happens when something explodes like that. I mean, Pokemon Go really blew up in a in a pretty unexpected way and was so much more popular, I think, than anybody expected. And so then, you know, I mean, when you get that many people all of a sudden go crazy about something, obviously they're probably going to overreact a little bit easier. And, you know especially when something like that comes out i think this is kind of goes back to the same conversation we were having about no man's sky that this this there's a level of expectation where when a game like this comes out and kind of changes the way things are and changes the meta um you kind of see you 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 kind of see this, and you're like, man I, I, this is what I want this to be. this is so cool, I want it to do x, y, and z, and then if it doesn't quite meet those expectations or if something goes wrong, like in this case you know the the footsteps stopped working and they didn't handle it the way they would have liked, um you know people get very passionate about that sort of thing, so it's an interesting it's just an interesting dynamic,
0: but overall um I'm still playing it a lot and To be honest, that that footstep feature hasn't affected my gameplay whatsoever. So are you Um, a
1: gym leader?
0: I have been. I've been multiple gym leaders. When I was on vacation, I took over gyms out there. It was awesome. So Sheenie finally got into it, who was my wife. And then we got Sheenie's brother into it. So we were three-manning gyms, like just taking them down and taking them over all three at a time. It was awesome.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What team are you guys?
0: Team Instinct. Yellow. So they have Team Valor red, they have Team Instinct yellow, and then they have Team Mystic Blue, and we're Team Instinct, we're yellow.
1: Yeah, well that's also an interesting feature of the game that I, I feel like maybe deserves to be talked about because I note that once you pick your team my understanding is you can't leave. That's correct. It's it's a it's a it's like a it's like a one time choice. Oh yeah. Which is which is an interesting uh like, do you have any idea, I mean, having not played the game myself, do you have any idea why they chose to do that?
0: No, I don't at all. Uh, it's not, I, I really don't, no. I, I don't think you being able to change, like, if they put a limitation on it, like, like allegiances in video games and stuff like that, like, if you could change your allegiance once a month or once, even once a week, like a seven-day cooldown, I don't see how that would bother the game at all the only thing i can think of is resources i don't know if it takes more resources to change allegiance and if they had all these people changing allegiance all the time i would take away resources because that seems to be what the game is suffering from right now and that was actually their logic behind taking out the step system is that as they continue to launch globally so they're still launching in countries like every day they're launching in like two to three more countries and as they keep doing that more and more of the resources are being taken up um but i don't i don't know i don't know why they wouldn't allow you to do re- it's a game it's in its infancy. Hopefully they support it for a very long time. They already talked about plans for um, player versus player combat and uh, something else. I can't remember that that people wanted. Oh, trading in the game, which was really yeah. really popular in the handheld game. Well, so yeah, that was one of the core
1: those. tenets of the original Pokemon games. I mean, right. it was one it was one of the first games I'd ever seen that required training to, or trading to complete. Right. right. I mean, you had Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue and so different copies of the game people had to if you only had one of the copies you had to trade with someone else if you wanted to as you said before collect them all or Mm -hmm. catch them all so it it's kind
2: of funny to to see you know i mean that's a core a core of the pokemon franchise so i'm not surprised people are looking for it so am i safe to assume that you guys are surprised that you're not allowed to change teams because that Uh, that, that doesn't uh, surprise uh, me at all in fact i feel like uh, that would be expected
1: I don't think I'm surprised. I just think it kind of sucks. I mean, it's, it sounds like it's something that you find out pretty early. So let me give you an example. If I wanted to play... Pokemon Go. If I decide to download today, which team should I join? Should I join my friend Van's team, or should I join the team that my son picked, or should I join the team that maybe some of my other friends are on? Life is
2: full of choices, sir. It
1: is, and it's like, and the the fact is, there's no way to consolidate. You know, a good example of an alternative is NBA Two K sixteen. It also has three different factions that you can choose. And when I started, I picked one, and (laughs) I was on a different one from Van. Right. And so then when we were playing together, he's like, dude, you should come join our faction, man. Like all of the rest of us are all on the same one. I was like, OK, cool. And, you know, there was a penalty for doing that. I lost any rep that I had gained on my own fat old faction. And I, you know, I didn't get any bonuses from being over there, but it still let me ch- change so I could play with my friends because I didn't know when I picked it. I mean, I just don't understand why. You say, oh no, you chose that team. Well, there you're there for the rest of your life, so enjoy it. I mean, I feel, like, it just this, seems...
2: I feel like there's different design philosophies, right? I mean, like, because the way you're talking about two, NBA, NBA 2K16, that reminds me a lot of, like, grand companies in 14, right? Because, you know, to do, to PvP in 14, you have to be in the same grand company as someone. Mm-hmm. And we, we actually did that back when we were all playing 14. We had a number of people switch different grand companies right. to play. To play pvp with each other but on a flip side the way they've built pokemon go seems a lot like how terra or like like mmos like terra or mmos like wow work where like if you pick the horde you can't play any alliance characters i believe on that account or at least on that server and if you like in terra if you're good if you pick like one of the sides like you are limited strictly to those kind of characters and it's like i don't know if it's i think in some of those games it's it's kind of based off like a spying mentality like you they don't want you like logging into like your like with wow like you don't want to be logging into your alliance character to see where all the alliance people are and go over to horde and then you know spread information because they're very pvp oriented um i don't know if that's kind of the way pokemon go went about it like they are trying to build these kind of like team you know structure and like buy-in i don't know i I can see benefits to it i guess
0: i love the discussion by the way about the three factions um but you know the, the bottom line is at this point it doesn't matter what faction you're in like it's i see no benefit to being in one faction versus another it's not like if one faction's holding this gym everybody you know, in that faction within X amount of miles, get a bonus or anything like that. Like, literally, it does nothing to be in a single faction at this point in the game. But But maybe that'll change in the future. Yeah, honestly, there's no benefit for it.
2: What's the benefit of being (laughs) part of a team, I guess? Like, I mean, the benefit of being part of a faction is you're in that faction. It's a a grouping of people.
0: Yeah, but... Yeah, exactly. So maybe they gotta work on that. The The only time factions ever come into play is when a faction owns a gym. If instinct which is yellow if yellow owns a gym i could put a pokemon on there if yellow doesn't own a gym i could take the, the gym down that's literally the only the only thing for the for for the factions go.
2: i feel like we were getting too philosophical here but I, I would say like if you're like on the nba if you're on like let's say the new york, new york giants football team like besides your fact that maybe you're trying to get to the championship like what is the benefit of being on the new york giants besides the fact that you're a member of the new york giants you know what i mean like i don't I don't know. I mean, I feel like being part, like associating with other people is is the point of joining. I guess I, I don't know. You know, okay. an organization of some yeah, kind, you or be, a... you
0: might be onto something. Like especially in a social game like this, where everybody gets together, like maybe you will meet other team yeah, yellow people. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. you. And that has happened at, at a gym where we – when, when uh, Ben Tendo, who was a, a, a guest on our podcast before, when him and I went to go t- do our first gym battle, we had no idea what the hell we were doing. We walked up there and there were two other people battling at that gym. One of them was from blue. One of them was from yellow. The guy from yellow and I all started talking and, and came over – or Ben and I asked them you know, what faction are you guys from? And then so Ben and I started talking to the guy from yellow, and he was telling us all tips and tricks about gym battling and all that stuff. So I guess there's that social aspect that, that actually occurred.
1: I think I feel like you're arguing against your own point. Like if the, the real benefit, if the point of being on a team is to be on a team, if it's a social, if it's a social reward, then why wouldn't you want to allow people to be with their friends to switch around and, and be able to team
2: with the people they want to be social with? Like, there's no and maybe maybe a practical reason and i don't know like i haven't played the game so i can't speak to this but like what if someone could like capture a gym on one team and then immediately switch to another gym and let like, your team and like recapture it like i don't know if that would give them any kind of benefit i don't know if you get, like pokeballs for doing that kind of stuff or if you get like any kind of reward but like if there well, was reward structure based on that kind of stuff i could see that but, being a downside
1: sure i could too but i think van proposed a very easy uh you know counter to that which is you know limit the amount of times you can switch put in a cooldown.
0: You know, yeah, even if it's yeah. a, a one and month so,
1: cooldown, like. But I, 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 just don't like the idea that, like, if I if I had picked up the game first and not known, and I had picked a different faction than everybody else I knew, I'd be kind of miffed that I I couldn't change. Like, I I just mean you could always why. start another account, like, like, right? I mean theoretically, yeah. But uh, right? yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's what I, I had account. to do, and I think I like had so. to start another
0: account.
2: And that's why I gave other game examples where they do permanent. You know what I mean where they do permanent stuff like, I mean, I would be interesting to hear like what why Blizzard, you know, decided that or why, you know, tri- you know, not try on games, but you know, um NCSoft decided. You know, why other yeah. games have decided to do permanent team selection in these in these social, you know, online games.
1: Well, we've gone far afield on that, but that was a good Pokémon discussion. Um, I'm I'm going to get into a couple games that I've been playing, but before I do that, we're going to take ourselves a little break. We'll be back yeah, yeah, with focus yeah. target. no oh man's sky yo it comes up this week since it's on my mind i feel compelled to speak is it minecraft in space or a race to nowhere an overhype disgrace man i don't even care i'm gonna buy it and play it and test it all night then i'll write a review so y'all can just sit tight am i right Ow! and by write a review i mean i'll probably talk about it on the podcast so audio review right that's good enough All right, we're back with the Focus Target podcast, and uh, it's my turn to talk a little bit about some of the games I've been playing. Um, I could talk about No Man's Sky, because that's the game that I've been thinking about playing for about the last two months and of course it comes out tonight for most people uh of the ps4 variety if you're a pc player you have to wait a couple extra days which i think is really really terrible Uh um like I, i don't know what happened but for some reason the pc version doesn't come out until friday so uh tough luck to pc players i'm really glad i decided to go ps4 online but uh i'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about no man's sky wise in the future podcast so i'm gonna uh say what I've said about that. Um, as far as what I've been playing to keep me busy between then, I've actually, I haven't played a whole lot because, as some of you may have caused to know, I'm working on my own uh, video game. Uh, I've been putting together an RPG using RPG Maker VX Ace, um, which is a, is a pretty robust program for, for creating your own kind of old school RPG games. And uh, that's something I've been working pretty hard on trying to get a, a playable version of my first part. But unfortunately, it's hit a couple snags. I was really actually hoping to release the game to to my friends, who are pretty much the only people who are ever going to play it, because it's not something I'm planning to ever sell. It's really just a labor of love. But um, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, I mean, I guess it was a good thing. I, I had a, a, a friend of the podcast, Lemon Cloak, over to, to play test the game for me last week, and he got about an hour of gameplay time in and really didn't even scratch the surface, didn't even get to the first dungeon. So I think that was good from a uh, content availability uh, perspective, right? Like an hour gameplay, he barely scratched the surface of what I've put together, which means maybe the game's actually even longer than I expected. But the problem is, when he played, he, he just exposed a number of things that I wanted to think about and give a little bit more attention to. It, it, it made it clear to me that it, while it's almost ready, it's really not It's not there yet. And more importantly, I really want him to be able to play test further. I'd like to have a live kind of beta testing of the game to go on and, and actually go deeper into the game and, and discover how well some of the stuff works. And since he's not going to be available, uh at least for this this last couple weeks he he went on vacation himself um i had to kind of push back the uh the work i've done how, on how on long my are own f- game
0: developing this now cuz i've heard of this forever
1: um i believe we looked it up not too long ago but i believe i received my copy of VX Ace back in 2012 so early 2012 so i mean we're going on you know getting close to the 5 year anniversary of me having the game i started working on it pretty much Pretty much right away. And um, it's kind of been an off again, on again, off again thing. Um, You know, I'll work on it and work on it, work on it, and then get burned out and not work on it for a while and then come back to it. But um, I keep very robust notes, as you won't be surprised if you know me, I have about 10 spreadsheets of data that track different things. So it's, it's really easy for me to pick back up. And even if I've forgotten what I was doing, I have a lot of documentation showing me where I'm at, what Sorry. needs to be done and things like that.
0: Hopeful release month.
1: Um, well, I think a lot of that's going to depend how in-depth I get into, or how deep I go with No Man's Sky, right? Like if, if I just play that the bejesus out of that for the next couple of months, I'm probably not going to work on it very much. Um, but I, I mean, I, I would hope maybe around Christmas, it would be it would be ready if at the at the latest. Uh, I think okay. I'm I'm planning to work How with. How about Christmas Cloak. present
0: to all your friends? Yeah, that would, that would, be, amazing. That would be
1: something. That would be <laughs> something to shoot for, for without a doubt.
0: Because um, I know it's anticipated within our group. Also, on behalf of our listeners, is it possible to put up like the file somewhere so that only listeners can actually like download it and play it themselves?
1: Um, uh, maybe I I would say it, it'd be rather be more on a on request basis so if any of our fair listeners oh, okay. have an interest in e- trying it out yeah they could email the podcast and i would i would uh hook that up um, cool it's not something i re- really feel comfortable putting out there for for the mass consumption um a lot of, you know pretty much all of the assets are either stock in the game or are kind of pirated from the internet uh, i don't think there's anything you know that would be copyright infringement but i'm not not hundred percent confident of that. And I'm not, but uh, okay. you know, I, got you. I don't know. I always just feel weird about that, about using other people's work. You know, uh, even though I plan to give credit uh, whenever possible, I've, I've tried to be very careful, especially about major um, scripts and things that I've used in my in my RPG to make sure I know who who created it and who would get credit for it. But um, but yeah, I, I think uh, I think I could have it ready by Christmas, if not sooner. I think a lot of it will just depend how the playtesting goes. And that's going to continue uh, over the next over the next couple of weeks. So that'll that'll be a uh, that'll be a good that'll be a good start. Um, I think the yeah Roger. Then the other the other side of it, or I can not the other side of it, but I guess coming back to the games i've been playing is um <laughs> you know because I, I focused really heavily because i initially i was really trying to get the game done i didn't have a lot of time to play anything else um i played a lot of different games a little bit and i'll get back into that when it comes back to my turn next but we're going to go back to shy give somebody else a turn to talk for a while shy what else have you besides final fantasy 14 what else is, what else have you been playing
2: yeah well i mean so 14's been taking up most of my time recently um, uh a game that I was playing a while back, since it's been a while since we've done these was uh when Overwatch came out I was playing a good amount of that with some of the guys we uh we played like Destiny with and stuff like that. And that was a fun game. Um I have not been playing as much of it recently, but uh definitely uh Blizzard made a good game and, and uh seems that they did a good job uh making that.
1: Now are you still playing that with with the guys as well or are you playing that mostly by yourself or
2: oh yeah it was strictly with 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 the guys it's it's one of those games where i would have no interest really in playing by myself since it is strictly Mm. a multiplayer shooter like and it's highly based off like teamwork like i have no interest in jumping into like some lobby with five people i don't know and then like assuming that we're all gonna know what each other's doing or be even willing to cooperate you know i mean but like when you're playing with at least two to three other people you know it can be a lot of fun because i mean you can like you know plan what heroes you want to pick to do different things it's it's very much like I mean, it's, it's, it's supposed to be similar to, like, you know, it's a hero shooter, but it's kind of like a first-person MOBA. So if you think of, like, playing League of Legends by yourself versus playing it with, like, two or three people you know, like, I would never go into League of Legends and do that. You know what I mean? I would only really play that with people I know. So it's same kind of same kind of deal. Fair enough.
1: All right, Van. I think you need to tell us a little bit about Star Ocean. Because that came out in the last podcast pretty heavily.
0: It's amazing. I suggest everybody to go out and get it. I'm just having so much fun with it, and that's it.
2: Oh, there we go. That's it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you beat it yet? Um, I really wanted to like the game in all, all seriousness. Back it up a little bit. I really wanted to like the game. Um, it had cool, cool things. I I probably didn't give it enough time. I'm a good eight hours into the game, but um, I still feel like I don't know much about it. But I just, it, I don't know what it is. I'm just, I'm just not drawn to it anymore. So I'm debating between two things. One. I'm going to take it in in about four hours and use it as credit to help purchase uh, No Man's Sky, since that's being released tonight. Woo! Uh, or I'm going to hold on to it and revisit it in the future. Now, I've had that hold on to it or revisit in the future thought on a few other games that I never did. So I'm thinking I'm just going to trade it in for now. And if I'm, I'm really dying to get it, I'll, I'll get it secondhand for like five bucks in like eight months or something. So I'll trade it in the GameStop while I can get still get six dollars for it.
1: I mean, you'll always have, you can keep the save file on your PS4 and not actually right. lose your progress. Yeah. It's not like point. it's tied to the disc.
0: Good point. But it's been fun. It's been cool. The combat system's um, really fun. The cra- there's crafting. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do. Um, there's a really mysterious character that I just I, I don't know anything about her yet, which is intriguing. But especially with No Man's Sky coming out, I don't know if I'm going to have, like you were saying about the RPG Maker, I don't know if I'm going to spend a lot of time in uh, Star Ocean after that comes out anyways. So I think, like you said, I'll keep the save file and, and maybe I'll revisit it in the future. And actually, because you just said that, I, which I didn't even think about, you're right, I will have the save file. I'm just going to turn it in, get my $22, um, and then buy it later on for 5 bucks if I really want to play it. So unfortunately, that was the disc in the drive. And I think this is the first time on our podcast that we're actually taking a disc out of the drive and that's going to be it tonight.
1: <laughs> disc out of the drive. All right. Well, I guess it's back to me then. And so uh, there's a couple games I want to talk about that I've, that I've still been playing. Um, obviously I'm still playing final fantasy record keeper and, you know, I did have a, a breakthrough as many long time listeners of the show. know, I've been trying forever to get shy and van to try out final fantasy record keeper. Cause it's an awesome game. It's a lot of fun. I think they both dig it. And van, Despite being more of an RPG, an old school RP gamer, has never picked it up, never given it a try, that I know of. Chrono Unless Trigger. It, uh, no, f- Record oh. Keeper.
0: Oh, what am I talking about? Sorry. Yeah, no. Tr- Listening is tr- fundamental.
1: Tr- tr- chrono Triggers later, <laughs> dude. <laughs> later I had Far Cry
0: installed on my phone. I installed it when all of us got together. I just, you're right. I haven't played I haven't it
1: played yet. It. But I did have one convert, and his name is Shyroll. Shyroll, what have you thought of Final Fantasy Record Keepers? since you've got into it
2: uh it's uh it's fun it's uh definitely exposed me to a lot of final fantasy characters that i've never had any exposure to having not played the old classics and you know given me some interest potentially in someday maybe going back and playing those but the uh, you know the the gameplay is pretty cool while sometimes frustrating in its limitations um and uh but yeah it just kind of i don't know It's kind of gives you that thing you know something to do every once in a while when you have some free time and uh you know burn some stamina
1: yeah, I think it's been fun. it's definitely been fun having you and and our other friend Raichi has, has been playing with us um and you know some of the other folks who I played with previously. It's it's kind of cool having some fresh blood in there and having more people to talk about things and ask questions and you know request help and be like, "Oh, I'm having trouble with this boss. What can I do?" Um I don't know. I think that that sense of community can make the game even more enjoyable than just when you're playing by yourself. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, uh, there's another game that we all used to play together that nobody plays anymore except for me, and that's Black Desert Online. Um, I still like Black Desert Online. I've been playing very passively. Uh, again, I haven't had a lot of time, especially focusing hard on my RPG. I don't expect to have a lot of time focusing hard on No Man's Sky that's coming out, but um, I still try to log in every day, get the login rewards. Um, you know, stay logged in for a while, let my workers work. I- I've built up to, you know, w- w- well over a hundred mil in. Silver now, which is, uh, which is pretty nice nest egg, I think for for if I do start playing again to get caught up on the gear grind and things like that. So uh, uh, I still like it, and, and you know I'm, I'm hopeful maybe one day one day people will come back and join me in the Black Desert because I, I think that's a pretty good game. Um, the other thing I've been playing, uh, I, I always kind of have a. I, I wasn't joking before when I say I always have a Super Nintendo game going. Like I'm I'm usually always playing something, even if it's just you know, a little bit here and there. Um, I recently played through Yoshi's Island, Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island for the Super Nintendo, which is um, a game that I think a lot of people probably skipped on because it had very, like, childish, cartoony graphics. Not even, like, cartoony, but, like, pastel, almost, like, baby-looking graphics because it's the game <laughs> where you escort a baby Mario as Yoshi safely across the, the mm-hmm. game. But... Um, Despite its appearance, it is a phenomenal platformer game. It's it's really one of my all-time favorite games. Um, so if you're looking for for some old-school ac- uh, Mario action, Yoshi's Island is is a fantastic game. Uh, I, I like to play through it every every couple years because it's just it's just a solid a solid platformer. And uh, speaking of Chrono Trigger, as Van kind of jumped ahead of me a little bit before, um, after I finished Yoshi's Island, I decided you know it was it was high time for a Chrono Trigger player. Through uh, I know Van, you said you'd been playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on and off, and uh, you know, it's been a while since I went through, and I was just thinking about kind of the end game of that game and some of the the later dungeons that I really haven't done in a long time. So, what um, playthrough number is this? Oh, oh I have no, I've I've seen every every of the possible endings, and I think there's twelve or fourteen or something. So, oh God! Um, you know, I've, how many I've, hours do you uh, play
0: each playthrough?
1: It's hard to say. I mean, see, Chrono Trigger, I, I played a ton when it came out. And, and I just played it and played it and played it. It was my favorite game for a long time. Um, but it's not a game that I've replayed that much. Um, you know, like, I think of a game like Final Fantasy Tactics, I, I, I replay every couple years. And, you know, but, but Chrono Trigger, I mean, I haven't played all the way through to the end, I don't think, for probably a decade. Gotcha, okay. Uh, so it's been quite a while, so... And then uh, maybe the last thing I want to talk about is uh, it's Rock Band. Uh, my my lovely fiance Sarah and I have been have been doing a little rocking out again lately, which has been pretty fun. Um, they've added uh, a, a lot of new songs that that we that we've taken a look at. A couple of our favorites made it to the made it to the store that we bought. And, nice. Um, they finally added a practice mode, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, that's something that was in previous like Guitar Hero games that I, I found pretty helpful. So you can kind of practice some of those harder like guitar or drum parts on a slower speed. Nice. But um, they still obviously haven't implemented any kind of online multiplayer, which
2: is... I've heard a rumor. I guess
1: what we're... Oh, have you? I've what heard, heard you a heard? rumor
2: that they actually announced that they would do... that they would release something this year. Oh, wow. No way. I had not heard that. Because my, my set is just gathering... I don't think I've plugged it in in, like, six months. Like, I bought it <laughs> thinking it was a great thing. I played <sighs> it for, like, a month, and then, like, no online multiplayer. It's like, who am I going to play it with? And like Yeah. yeah I just, my I, set's still you know. sitting at,
0: at, at, at GameStop. Oh, the are holding <laughs> on to it
2: for you? You, just,
0: like, like, you let them borrow it so they can play it on <laughs> yep. their off-time,
2: like in their break room? What a nice guy.
1: That's about it. I mean, I, was, I think we're running out of time. I was going to talk about Romance of the Three Kingdoms 13, which I also downloaded on Steam a while back. But, uh, I mean, it's well, cool if you like it. strategy. If you like strategy simulation games, it's a cool game. If you've ever played the Romance of the Three Kingdom games or if you like the romance of the three kingdoms uh, lore which is the same lore and like the same character set behind the dynasty warrior games um, it's it's a very interesting game but it reminds me a lot of uh, sim city and I don't say that in that uh, like the new sim city that came out from EA aside from all the bugginess and launch problems not from that <laughs> regard because it didn't what
0: do you need me to talk about it at all
1: no, no, I think we've covered. Okay. I think we've covered that. And, that, and that's not not the way I want to compare it because uh, I've never had any problems with romance as far as uh, like bugs or crashes or anything like that. It's, it's been very well put together. But the thing I, that I didn't like about SimCity and the reason I played it in the beta and I never actually bought it and experienced the trouble that you guys did was <clears throat> it felt a little bit too automatic. Like you built the city a little bit, but a lot of time just just seemed like you spent like fast forwarding time, letting time go by. Like, I don't know if you ever got that, that feeling, but that's kind of how I felt. Like, it was more like you were watching right. the game than playing it.
0: You set the uh, foundation, and then you just put it on cheetah speed and wait for it to build. Kind of.
1: Yeah, precisely. And I feel like there's an element of that in this Romance of the Three Kingdoms. They, they streamlined a lot of things, but there is a lot of times where you're just kind of, like, sitting there letting th- letting letting your stats build up. You know, letting your town and your your farm level and your... Your training level build up slowly over time. You're not really doing that much, so. Um, But it's a cool game. It's it's worth a look if you're an enthusiast, such as I am. Anybody have anything else that they wanted to get to that they didn't? Nope, nailed it. Die? Nope. All right, well, as always, we are Focus Target Podcast, and if you want to contact us, we can be found all over the internets. We're on Twitter at Focus Target. We have an email. It's called Podcast at gmail.com. We have a blog at FocusTarget.WordPress.com. I assume somebody looks at that blog every once in a while. I certainly don't, but, you know, one day I might. And, uh, of course, we are on iTunes. If you'd like to comment, like us, subscribe us, those are the things that people tell you to do on iTunes, so figure I'll jump on that bandwagon. Uh, But we're glad to have you with us Focus Target, my name is Smiley
2: This is Shy And I'm Ben, covers organs, we're out